Be'ezes Hashem Yisbarech. We will continue what we are learning in the Holy Letters of the Balatanya, letter number 12, with the Shears and the Skus, before Shalema, for Hinda, Bastabar Achel. We are learning this letter that doing an activity of charity, of compassion, brings peace in the world, but the obsession with charity brings a tranquility, a guaranteed, a guaranteed surety and quiet harmony that's never ending and everlasting. And we're going deep into the difference between the act of kindness and the obsession with kindness. We are trying to internalize that, to internalize the concept, which means to describe the indescribable. Because the difference between the act of compassion and the avoider of compassion, which is the obsession with compassion, is the difference between doing something, meaning to say you do it only in its externality, only in its activity. You only do that, the act. You give the poor man a hundred dollar bill or you give him ten dollars and your mind is elsewhere, your heart is elsewhere. You give him, you give it to him either with internal scorn, which means that you can't wait for him to leave you. You feel that you're better than him. Or you give it to him and you're not even aware of what you're doing. You're not even aware that at this moment right now, the earth is thundering. The world is shuddering. You're not aware of the nuclear fission, of the fusion, of the enormous revolution. You're not aware of the vibrations that happen when the status quo is interrupted. But even if you're not aware that Maisa Hatsudoka, that activity of giving charity, even one coin, even one dime, You're not aware of the fabric of humanity. You're not aware of the fabric of your existence. You're not aware of the energy of this world. That there's an underlying energy that brings everything together. And every time you make an act of kindness, every time you interact with somebody on a physical level,
and you override nature. Nature has its way. But then there's an override of nature, which is the giver is giving to the receiver. Which means the void is being filled. Explains the Holy Baratanya, that is the beginning of peace. The beginning of peace is for the void in front of you to be filled, which at that moment, there's an internal, subatomic, multidimensional energy that's transformed from God's energy of kindness to God's energy of restriction, to God's limited energy, to God's judgmental energy. This is an enormous concept to realize. In the multiverse, in the dimensions of reality that you do not have insight to, you have insight into them in your own little consciousness, which means in your spectrum, in your life, you have your world of thoughts, your world of emotions, which is expressed through your speech, and your world of activity. And you can just give a man a $100 bill from the world of your activity. You take it from your pocket. Subconsciously, you know you have it there. You decide you have to give 10% to charity. Or you don't even decide. You just automatically, like he says later on in the Perik, because it's deep inside, embedded in your DNA, in the soul of the Jewish people. Because your great-grandfather is Israel, is Yaakov. Yaakov that beat the Malach of Esau. Because you were given the name Israel, which means... That you see kindness all the time. You see you are narrowing down God's kindness all the time. God's name is Kale. Kale means chesed. That's God's name the way he's reflected in the uniform of kindness. And because the Jewish people unleash this core of their soul, every Jewish person on his right side has a kindness. And so therefore you're not even aware when you do kindness, you're just tapping into your DNA. It's natural for you. But even if you're only doing it in the world of mice, the world of activity, the world of action, you're handing someone a $100 bill and you have no idea what you're doing. Explains the Holy Balatanya in this letter that at that moment in the multiverse, in the multidimensional universe, which means in the universe which God interacts with the world, with God's quintessence, with the life force of all the life force, that life force comes from kindness, from giving, and he gives to the restrictive energy that he has. God creates this world all the time with a restricted measured energy. When you wake up in the morning, you open your eyes, you're looking at this measured energy. You're looking at this world from the right side and the left side. You're looking at the world from the world the way it is in restrictive energies. You see the sun, that represents the right eye. You see the moon, it represents the left eye. You see the daytime, it represents the right. You see the nighttime, it represents the left. 
And all the time, there's the intermingling of these energies that God materialized. We are living a natural life with multiple nations and multiple physical realities. And we think that this world is a measured world. And that's why, because the primary energy in this world is God wants every day, every day, 24 hours a day to create a world with measured energy. Measured energy is primarily the left side energy. Left side energy means to give detail, detail, details. Give every person exactly what they need. Give everything exactly what's given to him. Which means mida connected mida. Everything, whatever you are, that's what you're going to get. Nothing more, nothing less. And for the most part, life doesn't have gaps. Life doesn't have jumps. Life is just an extrapolation process. You wake up in the morning and you go to work. First you go to school, you develop, and then you go to work and you grow and grow and grow. And there's no leaps, there's no bounds. Nobody wins the lottery. No, nothing changes dramatically. You go from day to day. This is called the Ratzakodesh Baruch Hu Livros Oilam This means that God is giving you from His left side. His left side means that everything is measured, everything is natural. Midas Haddin means nature. He saw that the world will not live like that. He will never get in touch with its creator. They will never realize. It will never transcend above nature. God will never be revealed in the world. The world will never meet its purpose. No one will ever be able to grow. Everything will be stagnant. Everything will be just limited to its own pettiness. So introduced compassion. He introduced an overflow of energy where even though the world is measured and even though if people can't get out of themselves, he allows for an overflowing of kindness. He allows for miracles occasionally to happen. He allows for people to be compassionate. He allows for people to shake it up, shake up the vessels, shake up the containers. Which, what does that mean, shake up the containers? It means to o- override the system. Do you see, we live in a system. We listen to the radio. We get in our cars. We move the whole entire light. It's just a system. The system is natural. It's a natural order of things. There's no supernatural. Everyone's trying to say there's no supernatural. There's nothing supernatural. And even when it's supernatural, even when it is, we forget about it in a second. But we don't see, we see a system. A system of cause and effect. A system of detailed energies. Every single thing has its own detailed, measured energy. Which this is Midas Haddin. This is Gvura. This is the left side. Means every single thing in this world is even the, even the things of kindness, even the things of light, even the money that we make. Everything's measured. You do this, you get that. Whole entire life, cause and effect, cause and effect. Which means feminine, Measured strength, feminine measured energy. Which, where does that feminine come from? That comes from the Shekhinah, that comes from God, who's interacting with this world in a very materialistic, minimalist, minimalist way. Cause and effect. The whole entire life is like this. Growing gradually. No major changes, nothing major. 
everything major, anything that over shocks the system, it's instantly forgotten, it's swallowed up by the enormous amount of measure for measure, cause and effect, consequence. But he saw and he sees every day that the world cannot continue like that. The world has no purpose and has no meaning. Nobody could grow out of themselves. Nobody can transcend nature. There's no purpose if you can't discover your creator. If it just cause and effect. So he introduced compassion to the world. He allows a person to go out of himself. To mimic his creator, which we have from Yisrael, which we have from Yaakov Avinu. Which is to be compassionate, to a one day stop and ask yourself, why do I have this money? Why am I better than him? Why is my blood redder than him? Why am I more intelligent? To ask all the time, whatever I possess, that's wealth. If I'm a wife... And I realize the tremendous power I hold over my husband to ask, why do I have this wealth? If I'm a teacher, if I'm a wealthy person spiritually, to ask, what do I have this for? Why was I given, was I given a gift? Did God get, make a mistake? He gave me a greater measure. And to realize that there's no greater measure in this world. Measure for measure. Is it measure for measure? If it's measure for measure, then then I will live in my selfishness and my pettiness and judge the whole entire world all the time. Measure for measure. Me, I deserve. Why? Because I have. I make $900,000 a year, $500,000 a year. The other person could be, doesn't have yogurt in his fridge. Could be he's poor. But I wouldn't even know about that. Why? Because I have what I need. And I'm struggling to survive. And now I'm lucky. I'm comfortable. And continue with the measure, the measure, measure for measure. I worked. I got to it. And to ask yourself this question one time in your life. Do I, was I, did I win the lottery? Am I just lucky that I have this extra comfort, comfort? And then to realize that in that space, the world will not continue. And then to understand, he allowed you to blur the boundaries. He allowed you to mimic him. Which means to create your own destiny. To take from what you have and to give it to another because you realize that the only reason I have is because he does not want the world. To be mimidis adin, measure for measure, judgment. I deserve, you don't deserve. To get rid of that insanity. That understand that that measure for measure, that type of din, that type of life, that's your nature is not your real nature. It's not your truth. It's not who you are in your core. Your life will have no meaning. The world will not be, the world cannot go on in that sense. Yes, the world around you could go on because that's nature. And nature will drown itself away in the oblivious sands of time. But to touch something that's everlasting, that's never ending, to touch something that's legacy, to touch something that's beyond time, to touch something that will allow you to live forever despite what happens to your material body, to touch something that will live on after Tchiyas 
that will live on an energy of mimicking your creator, something that's infinite, that's indescribable. That's compassion. That's when you take what you have, you give it to another person. For no reason other than knowing that you don't deserve anything to begin with. And there's no measure for measure. You could have been him in a second. You did nothing for what you have. And that was in a grain in Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. That's the fundamental, what we say, Aleke Avram, Aleke Yitzchak, Aleke Yaakov. We mean one thing and one thing only. Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov all knew this in their core. Avram discovered it, Umetzosis, Lebaba, Inem, and He discovered it from deep within, meditating for 40 years, 3 years, 13 years, 40 years, asking this question all the time. Discovering is created from within. Yitzchak was born a miracle. Anne was a miser. Anne was a pessimist. Anne was one of the most charitable people on planet earth. Because when there was a hunger, there was a drought, he was busy just giving away. Why am I better than anyone? And Yaakov was born out of these two energies. Avram and Yitzchak and his mother and father, his mother and grandmother, and they all represented these energies. And, and Yaakov was the beginning of compassion. Yaakov was chosen, compassion. Yaakov Avinu was Rachamim. When we say the word Yisrael, we mean compassion. We mean to obliterate the nature. You understand? The word Yisrael by nature. What we say the whole day with Israel, Israel, the land of Israel, B'nai Yisrael. Do we understand what we're saying? We're saying this is the children of compassion. He saw that the world will not survive. It will not survive and drowned out measure for measure. Selfishness. That's B'nai Yisrael. Children that in our consciousness, we have an energy that wants to wake up, shake up, muddy the waters, change the cause and effect system. Why are the Jewish people the wealthiest nation on planet earth? 15 million people that have the greatest doctors, the greatest lawyers, the greatest accountants. Because we have Israeli intelligence? Because we have Israeli intelligence means that we have the intelligence of compassion. That Eina Oila Miskayim, the world will not work in a system of cause and effect. But if you're a nation that gives 10% to charity, if you're a nation that partners with divine, if you're a nation that asks, what do I have better than you? And all of you share with each other all the time, which means that you mess up. You mess up the system. You override the system. People were born to be poor and people were born to be rich for no reason. Part of the system. But if you mess up the system, if you override the system, if you mimic your creator, if you introduce compassion, ask yourself, what do I have and he doesn't have? And do that all the time. You will mess up the system for yourself and for everyone around you. You will override the system. You will introduce an energy of compassion into the world, which means an overflowing of the containers, which means that even if you're destined to suffer for whatever reason, because suffering and wealth was decided in Rosh Hashanah, and every morning it's decided how much you're going to suffer and how much wealth you're going to have. But if you're going to override this system with a poor man in the morning, because he's doing you the tremendous favor of being poor. He's giving you much more than you're giving him because he's allowing you an opportunity to override the system. Then you'll override the system for yourself. You'll introduce compassion to the world. And that's what he's saying over here, even if you don't realize what you're doing. 
because it's just deeply ingrained and embedded in your consciousness. Not a belibeinu, not a v'seicheinu. Midas harachmonis haytoyvayas b'nefshes beis Yisrael. It is the midah of compassion. What does he say in this letter? That it is submerged, it is planted, it's swallowed up, it's drowned out in deep inside the, the Jewish home, the Jewish house. Every Jewish person has it. So when you're giving compassion, you're not even realizing it, but that's your consciousness, that's your DNA. Because your DNA is to override the system. So even if you do Maiset Tzedakah, you don't even, you're looking, you're looking at the person with scorn, you can't wait till he leaves you, you give him the hundred bucks because deep inside you, it's your nature. There's a system, but you know, you're part of your system. Your system is to override the system. So he says, even if you're doing Maisa Tzedakah, you're bringing Shalom into this world, you're changing your Shalom bias, you're introducing a godly energy that will miraculously elevate you throughout the day. You won't even know about it. You won't even feel the vibrations in the multiverse. You won't feel the vibrations in the universe. The world will go on, but you'll strike that deal. You'll strike that, and it will be nature. You'll never even realize what's going on. But you'll introduce Shalom into the world because you made Shalom, you made Rachmanes. You gave from your energy of kindness, which is to overwhelm the containers. Not kindness for yourself. You took your kindness, your right side, supposed to be for your left side. To generate the paucity in your areas in your life and to fill them. But no, instead you went out of your nature. And you gave the activity of compassion without even thinking, without even knowing. In the world of action. But you've shattered the vessels of this other person. You've filled up his paucity, his emptiness. Mida connected, mida nature. The world, the way it's supposed to keep on going on and on, cause and effect. Midas hadin from the Abishur, judgment all the time, everybody getting what they're supposed to. Meaning this person is supposed to be poor, he's supposed to struggle and suffer his whole life, and he's supposed to be even lazy, and you're going to be supposed to complain and tell him, go work. Even that person, you gave him compassion without thinking. So God says, that moment you did me, the connected me, that you overrode the system, you shook it up. And therefore you introduce such an energy of peace in your life. Now you'll have peace with your children. Now things that were supposed to work in your life that you're not even aware of. Moodiness and emptiness and illogical decisions and catastrophes and problems, things that were supposed to happen to me, the connected me, the accidents. All of that, like he says in letter 21, all of that, kolam yusurim, hamesakshim aboyis lo'olam, kolam peronius, all the cause and effect that you cause in this world, with your hatred, with your selfishness, with your animalistic inclinations that were supposed to bring upon you things that cause and effect, all of that will be eliminated because you introduced the shalom into this world, you introduced the compassion, you overrode the system. And then he says, if you tap into Hashkit Vavetach, if you realize this, then you'll do this all the time, and you'll tap into a never-ending, everlasting tranquility, which we'll go into deeper tomorrow.